Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will continue to discuss the question, Does the Bible reveal a global conspiracy? We will be studying what the Bible teaches. More about this subject after we have had some music. Seeking the lost, yes, kindly entreating wanderers on the mountain astray. Come unto me, his message repeating, words of the Master speaking today. Going afar, going afar upon the mountain, upon the mountain, bringing the
Does the Bible Reveal a Global Conspiracy? We will continue to discuss this question with answers from the Bible. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight, we will discuss these questions together. When Christ came upon this earth, who conspired against him? Which global power did Satan use to try to defeat Christ? What did Satan try to do personally against Christ? How did Christ defeat Satan and his global conspiracy against God? What was the result of Christ personally defeating Satan? Let us now have a word of prayer before we start this discussion tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for life and for this radio show tonight, Lord. I do pray now, Lord, that as we discuss this subject through your word, I ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us and to bless us and help us to understand the truth as it is in Christ Jesus is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Does the Bible reveal a global conspiracy? Now when Christ came upon this earth, who conspired against him? The Bible states in the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verses 1 to 4, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. The book of Revelation uses symbols to teach us world events. These symbols are explained in the Bible itself. Let us let the Bible teach us what these symbols mean. To find out what a beautiful woman symbolizes in the book of Revelation, we need to go to Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 2. The Bible reads, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. The Bible also reads in the book of Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 16, And I have put my words in thy mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of mine hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth, and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. If Zion is symbolized as a comely and delicate woman, and Zion is God's people, then we see that a beautiful woman in the book of Revelation is symbolic of God's people. To find out who the great red dragon is, who has seven heads and ten horns, we need to look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. The Bible reads, And the great red dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The great red dragon that stood before the woman, or God's people, ready to devour her child, was the devil, who is also called Satan. Note in this verse 
we see where the global conspiracy against God and his government originated from. It originated from Satan after he was cast out of heaven. The Bible makes it clear that the devil and his evil angels are deceiving the whole world. Now who was the child that Satan sought to devour as soon as it was born? The Bible explains in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 5. And she, the woman, brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. The man-child born by God's people, Zion or Israel, was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. The child was also caught up unto God and to his throne. There is only one child, one man-child, who was born by God's people, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and who was caught up to God and to his throne. The Bible reads in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Here Isaiah the prophet predicts that a man-child was to be born, a son, who was to be called, among his other names, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. The Bible states in the book of Psalms, chapter 2 and verses 7 to 9. Now listen to this, listeners. The Bible says, I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces, sorry, like a potter's vessel. Again, this son was to break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. God's begotten son was to rule the heathen, and break them with a rod of iron. Who does the Bible state is God's begotten Son? In the book of Acts chapter 13 and verses 32 to 33, the Apostle Peter quotes Psalm 2 and lets us know clearly who the Bible is speaking about. And we declare unto you glad tidings, how's that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, in that he have raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Jesus is God's begotten son. With all this biblical evidence before us, we see that the man-child that Satan conspired to kill as soon as he was born was Jesus. Now which global power did Satan used to try to defeat Jesus. In the book of Luke chapter 2 and verse 1 and verses 4 to 5, we read, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, 
being great with child. When Mary was ready to give birth to Jesus, Caesar Augustus sought to tax the whole world. He was the head of the global government at that time, that government being pagan Rome. In the book of Acts chapter 4 and verses 26 to 27, our listeners, listen to this. This is what the Bible reads. The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. The Apostle Peter quotes Psalm 2 and makes it known to us that the heathen who led in the conspiracy against Jesus Christ, the heathen being those that worship Satan, they were Herod, Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, and note, the people of Israel. And so we see that Satan not only used pagan Rome to try to defeat Jesus, but he also used the people of Israel. The sad fact is that history testifies that God's people at that time, Israel, joined the rulers of the earth, pagan Rome, and they all conspired against the Son of God to kill him. Now what did Satan try to do personally against Christ? The Bible states in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. The Bible continues in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verses 5 to 6, Then the devil take him up into the city, and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. And we read on in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verses 8 to 9, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Listeners, the devil had overcome Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, upon the points of appetite, presumption, and love of the world. He had led the world into sin and rebellion against God. The devil now sought to tempt the Son of God in the wilderness and tried to make him sin upon the same points where the human race had fallen. The battle was between the Creator, Jesus Christ, on a mission to save the human race, and the creature, Satan, on a mission to destroy them. Let's have a short break for some music and we'll continue with discussion after this. Some want a crown, but they won't bear their cross. Cause it takes everything to serve the Lord. Some want bright mansions, but they won't pay the cost. Cause it takes everything to serve the Lord. 
It takes your hands and your head and your heart. Yes, it takes you all. It takes everything to serve the Lord. It takes your time and your means and your prayers, lest you fall. It takes everything to serve the Lord. Somewhere his name, while they still live in shame, but it takes everything to serve the Lord. They want to be seen, but they don't want to be clean. But it takes everything to serve the Lord. It takes your hands and your head and your heart. Yes, it takes you all. It takes full surrender to serve the Lord. It takes your time and your means and your prayers, lest. You fall. It takes everything, everything, child, to serve the Lord. Does the Bible reveal the global conspiracy? We'll continue this discussion tonight now, and we'll look to see how did Christ defeat Satan and his global conspiracy against God. Now we read in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verses 4 and 7 and 10. But he answered Jesus and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Listeners, Christ defeated Satan by resisting his temptations with the word of God. Where Adam had yielded to Satan's temptation and rejected God's word, Christ resisted Satan's temptation with the word of God and he honoured his father's law. The Bible states in the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the transgression of God's law of love. It is disobedience to God's ten commandments. The Bible states again in the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The reason why Jesus came upon this earth was to honour God's law. He came to destroy sin, the works of the devil, and to put an end to, the re- to rebellion against God's law. The Bible states this fact in the book of Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 21. It reads, The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. He will magnify the law and make it honourable. 
and we read in the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And so it is clear from the Bible that Jesus did not come to destroy the law of God. Jesus came to destroy sin, the transgression of God's law. By magnifying God's law and making it honorable, Christ defeated Satan. Now what was the result of Christ personally defeating Satan? The Bible states in the book of Romans chapter 5 and verses 19 to 21, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover the law entered that the offence might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that as sin have reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Listeners, the glorious truth, the glorious truth, is that by Christ defeating Satan through the power of his love, he brought salvation to the human race. The death sentence that had come upon man because of Adam's disobedience could now be lifted because of Christ's obedience on man's behalf. Did you know that the very reason why you and I are living today is because Christ defeated Satan at the cross and after his resurrection? As sin had reigned unto death, so grace might reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ's victory over Satan shows that his love, his grace, is stronger than death. Now the Bible continues in the book of Romans chapter 6 and verses 9 to 11. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise ye also yourselves, to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Christ not only lived the perfect life for man as his substitute, but also died for man and was resurrected from death for the sake of all repentant sinners. Therefore, sin is not to reign in the mortal bodies of God's people, as Christ has given us an example of how to be dead to sin and to live to God. You see, and so it's important for us to understand that Christ lived the perfect life, he, he died as man's substitute for sin, paid a penalty for the sins of the fallen, guilty human race, and was resurrected to give the human race life. This is how he defeated Satan's global conspiracy, and this is why today we have hope of eternal life. The Bible reads in the book of Revelation chapter 3 and verse 21, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. As Christ overcame Satan and sin, when he came in fallen human nature, he has given men the power to overcome Satan in their own weak sinful body. All who reject Satan's global conspiracy of evil and overcome sin are promised to share the throne of the universe with their Creator and the Eternal God. Isn't this a glorious promise that awaits the faithful? Listeners, 
The Bible states in the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verses 14 to 15, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The Bible also states in the book of Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. When Christ defeated Satan and his heathen rulers, he gained the victory over Satan and sin and death. The time is coming in the future when God will finally destroy death and hell and the devil and his angels forever. Listeners, God is still giving you and I, who are still alive, a chance to accept Jesus Christ. He has given us a chance to renounce Satan and sin and to escape the second death. Let us not be cast into the lake of fire with Satan and his evil angels, but let us receive Jesus Christ and his true love in our hearts. Let us accept his gift, for it is written in the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's have another break for some music and a round off with some closing thoughts.
Does the Bible reveal a global conspiracy? Well, listeners, I'm sure that you can conclude with me from the biblical evidence that it certainly does. And again, I shall read Acts chapter 4, verses 26 to 27. It says, The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord. Notice the kings of the earth stood up, global, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. So, listeners, as we continue to study this subject, it's clear that there has been a global conspiracy from the time of the Tower of Babel to the time when Christ was upon the earth. And as we continue next week, we'll see that the conspiracy continues right away until the end of time, until God finally overthrows it and Christ once again sets up his eternal kingdom. So I pray that we would give our hearts to the Lord and not to allow Satan to take charge of us and to rule us, but this God and Christ through the sovereign power of their love. Let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this Bible study and discussion through your word. And I do pray, Lord, that we would all see how your Bible makes it clear, your word makes it clear, that Satan and his evil angels came upon this earth and sought to set up a global conspiracy against the government of God. And I thank you, Lord, that when you came upon this earth as a human being, that where Adam had failed, you had gained a victory for us. Otherwise, we would not be alive today. So bless us and keep us, Lord, and I pray that we would make the right decision not to choose to serve the enemy of God, but to choose to serve you, the God and creator of the universe. So bless us and keep us. This evening is my prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called Believe It or Not. Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, Go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapters 98 and 99, you will find the subjects, the powers that be, and union of church and state. These will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will continue to discuss this subject, Does the Bible Reveal a Global Conspiracy? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live and down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again. 
as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.